everyone, and welcome back to another episode of NYY Takes. It's the first day of Major League Baseball's playoffs, and the Yankees are absent from said playoffs. So with that, I have a question to ask. Yankees fans that have joined me today, Les and Toe, are we happy? Absolutely not. Can't possibly be happy when there's no Yankee baseball. Although the Yankees are not in the playoffs, today we yet found another reason why you don't trade Harrison Bader for Jordan Montgomery. Yeah, what did Monty go? Like six innings, no runs, seven innings, no runs? Yeah. In front of, I believe, the lowest attendance crowd in Major League Baseball playoff history. Yeah, 19,000 people. But for but for Monty to do that against the Rays of all teams, too, yeah. it's just... It's just a little bit of a, a kick right in the gut. Les, you can't be yes, happy sir. today. No, there's no Yankees baseball. I'm, I'm not pleased with some of the things that are leaking out right now, the direction of the team. So, yeah, we're going to get into it. We're going to get into the auditing of the baseball analytics side of the organization. So it's going to be fun. It's going to be interesting. Part one's going to be dynamite. Get your popcorn ready. Yeah, so this is uh, effectively part one of what will be our internal audit of the New York Yankees or or our internal auditing of the internal audit of the New York Yankees. So we're, we're auditing the audit? What is this inception? <laughs> um, <laughs> so does it count? Uh, am I happy if I'm, like, relaxed? Because usually this time of year I'm, like, scrambling to figure out which playoff game I'm going to go to. I have to figure out if I'm going to have to like leave work early in the middle of the day to like get to a 4 p.m. game because the game before got rained out. Like At the eighth inning. Yeah, or like show up to game five of the ALDS in the top of the ninth. Like, uh, look. Those were, it, that was it, a wild time. Does it count as happiness if I am incredibly relaxed? I have never contemplated that in my entire life. Because, I, you know, I don't mind not running around town for this team. Uh, granted, if they were in the playoffs, maybe that'd be a different thing. Not even maybe. That would be a different thing. Um, so, yeah, I, I guess I, I, I'm at peace uh, with the current situation. Um, and I'm excited to talk about uh, what I see as an impending... Uh, I don't want to call it a disaster. Maybe an impending clown show with the Yankees offseason as it go, as it pertains to this internal audit review. So we need to just cut to the chase and get to it. So if you're listening to this and you have no idea what we're talking about, the Yankees have hired an external organization to come in and basically look at the way that they are approaching the analytical side of baseball. Of course, this happens after the Yankees' first bad season in a long time. Um, and there's a lot of uh, really funny quotes and really concerning quotes uh, that, have, that have come out of this. But I guess to start us off, Toe, your initial thoughts on what you think this audit will actually be, uh, and if you think it's a real audit or just complete smoke and mirrors. So, Andy Martino clarified a little bit about what the word audit actually means in this case. And apparently, mm. 
it's that the Yankees are going to observe some type of outside organization that also um, employs a lot of analytics. They're going to observe how they use analytics in their operations and then use their learnings to then audit themselves. So it's kind of like an audit of another audit to do an audit. Wow. I'm going to pretend that I follow what you're saying. It, but it's, it's an audit. It's a, they're going to do an audit of the Yankees, and they're going to audit their audit of the Yankees, and then no, the findings from the Yankees that are going to audit another organization in order to audit themselves. Mm, got it. Okay. Which basically means that the same people who want to, who want to audit, are also doing the auditing, and then making the decisions of said audit. I'm already that, confused. Does that, does that make any sense to anyone? It's the absolute Yankee way of doing anything. Yeah, it's, even it's if just you're, like even if that, is. even if that that roller coaster that you just took us on ends up in Nowhereville, USA, it still sounds completely accurate as to the way the Yankees do business. But I love it. So yeah, my initial thoughts is, I don't know. Like, are 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 they just spending money in order to force themselves to do self reflection? Like, what change is going to come out of it if, at the end of the day, the people making the recommendations are the same people who had made the decisions in order to come to the conclusion that you need an audit? So, this is a segue to my overall concern with the direction of the organization. I think. In many ways, this ends with the Yankees being dumber. As backwards as that might sound. And if you want to say that analytics are stupid or the way the Yankees were doing things was dumb, fine. But I don't see a situation where they don't kind of at least publicly take a step back from the analytical point of view that they've been taking. And we kind of see this, saw this happen with the Astros last year when they didn't bring back James Click. They brought in some former players. They, they kind of disassociated a little bit from all the nerdy stuff they were doing. Granted, they ended up winning the AL West again, but I think their future is in jeopardy. And I'm, I'm worried that that's the direction the Yankees are going here. Mainly because... At least in the breadcrumbs, we have them likely bringing back Sean Casey, who is an MLB network analyst, former player. And when he was hired, he was kind of this, this uh, the, the rallying cry for people who are anti-analytics, anti-Dylan Lawson's, whatever, whatever you want to call it. Add on to the fact... That and this is the, the the meat of my concern, is that when the captain of your team, Aaron Judge, starts to sound a lot like LeBron James, you have a problem. You're probably thinking, what what does what do I mean by that? What I mean is that Aaron Judge has taken it upon himself to act as player general manager heading into this offseason. Here's a quote from our Yankee captain. Uh, we we get a lot of numbers. But I think we might be looking at the wrong ones and maybe should value some other ones that some people might see as having no value. 
But when you're playing 162 games, you've got to grind and you've got to play through things. I think there are certain things you can't put a number on. On the surface, that quote, kind of no problem, but it does kind of provide you with this sense of there is some trepidation with analytics in the organization and as it pertains to Judge. Aaron Judge also talking about how he has some ideas, some ways to improve the team. The direction you don't want to go as an organization after a bad season is to buy into the fact that what you were doing was broken because it failed in that one season. There's a lot of other things that combine together to make this season a failure. Like we mentioned, the Rizzo injury, Rodone just not being healthy, Judge running into the outfield wall. And then there's the regression of DJ LeMahieu, who turned it on at the end of the year. There's Frankie Montas not throwing a pitch. There's Luis Severino's career basically practically ending. There were so many things this year, apart from what numbers would be able to even project, that led to this team's failure. So my concern is that because the team failed and because the Yankees have become, at least the fan base has become so antagonistic towards how the Yankees run their baseball team analytically, it's now putting Steinbrenner in a situation where he needs to appease the narrative. And I just kind of worry that's going to roll us into an overall dumber organization. So that's my spiel. That's interesting. I really don't have much. I, I that That's fantastic. That's fantastic analysis. That's a good spiel to go off on. The only thing that I, I find concerning, too, is I don't know if, if it's going to be based on this one lost season of baseball. But as we, we are well documented going back to last season, they were in kind of perpetual downward spiral. You know, Aaron Judge does clean up a lot of the ugliness that goes around the Yankees lineup. And, you know, I don't think a, a fresh set of ideas, a fresh way of looking at analytics a fresh application of the numbers that they do get, I, I think that would be beneficial. You obviously don't want to turn the overall day-to-day management over to your captain, but you know, I definitely think his his opinion should be valued to an extent. Um, but yeah, I, I just think I just think as a whole, it's definitely an interesting an interesting concept that they are going to audit this team or the baseball analytics side because you know I think it caught got kind of blown out of proportion that there was this huge headline. Yankees are going to do an yeah. audit. They're going to take a look at everything. Oh, my goodness. Nobody's safe. Every You, you just envision for you office space fans out there, the Bobs coming in, and you're sitting there at a conference room table. And you're like, what exactly is it you do here? So I just think we all made a big deal out of it, and it's, they're going to take a look at the analytics side and how do we use the numbers and how do we relay those numbers, and it's going to be much to do about nothing. I think I, I think the idea that wholesale changes are needed to the way the organization run is a little bit overblown, right? And I think that's what you're getting at because this season, I think everyone can agree that everything that went no, everything that could have went wrong went wrong. Right? Like just as in the first half of last year, everything that went right went right. Right. It's kind of like the way analytics work. Right. It's you. There is a whole range of outcomes, including extremes. And in short succession, we have seen, I think, both extremes. So what does that mean? It means that, yeah, there are 
things to change, and I think we can identify all of them. The team is too right-handed. It strikes out too much. Um, too many injuries, right? Like, everyone knows what Can't the issues are. Balls. Yeah, and it, I don't think it requires, like, a whole freaking, like, I God knows how much they're paying. How much do you think they're paying for this, by the way? That's, like, a really, that, that, that's actually the biggest question I have. Like, for like, how much are they spending on this thing? Um, also, what's, like, the like, bidding process for being the company to do this? Yeah, I, I would love to see the RFP and, like, just, yeah. like, figure it out. Like, I bet, I bet we could do it. Like, that's the other thing. I bet we could do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we uh, at least sure. find out. Yeah, yeah. So like, yeah, I like so 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 yeah. I I think that if you know what the issues are, why do you need like a whole like top down like freaking like internal examination of what you do? Just like fix the issues. I think a lot of it's I think a lot of it's optics. I mean, it, it's optics because I think how whether he wants to admit it or not, does react to the public narrative about the organization that he owns. So he's like, he probably had some advisor come to him and be like, I got a great idea. Everyone's well, I have a guy. You. I have a guy. Yeah. Everyone's mad about how things are going. Let's just tell him we're auditing the whole thing. And when, much <laughs> like we talked about, sorry, much like we talked about a couple of episodes, the Yankees are, the Yankees are a competing major corporation. There's one side of the family that right. absolutely wants to meddle in what the other side is doing. So apparently if Randy Levine and Lon Trust got together and said, hey, we have an idea here. Why don't we look at how we do business on the baseball side? And Hal's like, that's a great fucking idea. Let's do that. Next thing you know, we're going to look at the analytics side. And Mike Fishman's like, I kind of know what I'm doing, but I don't really know what I'm doing. So I guess we'll just take a look around and see what happens. So the other thing that concerns me, <laughs> just about the, the direction of the org, also has to do with Aaron Judge, and it has to do with Aaron Judge and Brian Cashman's relationship, or lack thereof. There, there's a clear relationship between Judge and Steinbrenner, and there's a pretty obvious dislike or at least apathy between Cashman and Judge, which is likely a product of, at least partially a product of, when Cashman made public Judge's contract extension offer prior to the 2022 season. But even in this article, this athletic article by Brendan Cuddy, we we just learn it. It's written right there for us. Judge said he's talked with Cashman a little bit throughout the season. Instead, he has mostly bypassed Cashman and gone straight to Steinbrenner to voice his opinions on what changes need to be made. When asked directly whether he has trust in the front office to get the right mix of players, Judge said that because of their titles, he has no other choice but to believe in their abilities. Quote, got to trust them. Those are our guys who are up there making the big decisions. You've got to have faith. This sounds like this sounds like me talking about the Jets every week. But as a player, I've got to do what I've got to do around the field. I've got to get these guys in this room prepared. I've got to get them ready on a daily basis. If we get the right guys, that will take care of the rest. He knows how to say something without actually saying anything. It's really incre incredible. He, I don't like. I, I think he's being an asshole. <laughs> he's big time being an asshole. Yeah, like, I mean, yeah. I'll call Hal. I don't have to call you, Brian Cashman. Right. No. I, I like. Look, we we get this image that Judge is this really humble, 
you know, respectful athlete, which he is. I think all that's true. But I don't think he's like walking around respecting Brian Cashman. I think he thinks he's the big dog and he can go to Hal Steinbrenner and get what he wants. And and by the way, we got what you wanted, buddy, in Carlos Rodon. How'd that work out? <laughs> Not so well. Oh, we got what you wanted in Anthony Rizzo. How'd that work out? Not so well. And sports have shown us that player general managers are not a good thing. So my concern is actually, yeah, the audit, fine. I think it's mostly like mostly publicity. I think what the Yankees are doing is likely fine. Judge was mentioning how maybe they need to adapt or change how they are presenting data to players. Sure, fine. Audit that process. Figure out what makes that better. But the, but the last thing we need is a clear disconnect at all parts of the organization down from the players, including the captain, up to ownership. They need to audit each other's relationships. Like, we need a relationship counselor in the Yankees. That's, that's what this offseason requires, not some McKinsey. All internal organizational problems are caused by two things. Insecurity at some level of management and just lack of clear communication channels. The latter clearly exists in the Yankees organization, right? So that's number one. Again, the three of us could have received whatever gigantic fee that Hal Steinbrenner is paying for this and told him that right off the bat, right? But what I really do want to know, what kind of ideas do you think Aaron Judge has? I think more on the hitting side. I really don't like. I don't. I don't care what Aaron Judge thinks about you know roster development. But if he wants to talk about ways to improve the hitting philosophy, you can't help but listen. Philosophy. All right. So this is a man whose philosophy when he first moved to New York City was to move to Times Square and live <laughs> in a penthouse there. So, and like, okay, number one, like, why would you ever want to live there? Number two, of the I don't know, like the 10 lines that run through Times Square, none of them actually go to Yankee Stadium. Right? So, like, why would you want to listen to an idea coming from someone who thinks like that? Yeah, I mean, not only that, it's like... There is nothing that tells me that Aaron Judge is not proven to be a good talent evaluator. And nor has he been proven to be a good real estate evaluator either, apparently. (laughs) So, yeah, Aaron Judge is by far the Yankees' best player. He is arguably the best player in baseball. He might have hit 65 homers this year if he didn't run into that damn outfield fence. And, yeah, he's the captain of the Yankees. But that doesn't mean you just go around saying you got ideas when most of the things you've basically pushed for have been terrible. And that also doesn't mean that you go talk to the media and basically say how you don't give a crap what Brian Cashman thinks and you go straight to the big dog. Like, these are red flags that are more concerning than any type of analytics. Like, this is the start of a defunct organization. And and that to me is my concern here. It's just a company yeah. that's kind of on the verge of a of a blow up internally. It seems like. 
It seems it seems like there's a ton of disagreement internally. Losing does that. A last place finish does that. They make you question everything. They make Aaron Judge, who normally doesn't say anything of any substance, go out and say some nonsense now that you know he's not playing October. But losing does does cause that. So I don't know. Maybe he's blowing off some steam. Maybe he's trying to obviously he's trying to exert some control over he he wants a seat at the table and he it sounds like he's got one but i'll ask this doesn't this also then tell you though that that there had already been pre-existing doubts like i feel like this isn't something that just comes out of nowhere well of course like this is the same guy who hired his own coaches because he was like there's something wrong here exactly i mean this goes back to one of our episodes from the beginning of the season talking about judge's relationship with the yankees which is he tells them what happens with this injury he told them to go kick rocks when they were telling him how to learn how to hit. And he, you know, ended up making the right decisions in all those situations, especially going with teacher man hitting. So I'm not surprised that he feels like he can solve all the Yankees problems, but I think this, the fish is too big for him to be able to fry. And this is something that only ends poorly for me. And, and I, I, I'm really curious to see where, Cashman either regains some control of this organization or just completely loses it because this is kind of turning into Aaron Judge's team by proxy I, of him having his hand up Hal Steinbrenner's ass. Brian Cashman's outlasts a lot of heavyweights, you know, so I don't think he views I don't think he views Aaron Judge as sort of a threat to the throne per se, but you know, it's definitely he's definitely voicing a a concern over the direction of the franchise that really nobody else has done. Everybody else has had the attitude going back to the way Derek Jeter wanted the clubhouse to operate. I'm a player. I my job's on the field. It's not to tell the GM what to do. So you never got those kind of quotes from the guys on the field. But now you've got a guy who's openly saying that we, maybe we need to change some of the ways we we do business around here. And I'm not I'm not not upset about it. I think it's okay. It's okay to question leadership sometimes. It's okay to voice your concerns, you know, because that only breeds new ideas. And clearly what the Yankees have been doing for the last two years on the field hasn't worked. You know, so I don't know. I Maybe a little bit of overreaction season, but I guess they, they, on the surface feels like maybe there's some cracks in the franchise. Yeah, I'd say that. We, if we're, if you're doing the Yankees as a corporation, then yeah, like what we were saying before, the issue, the issues are pretty easily identifiable. There are probably a lot more that are not so easily identifiable, but I don't know. I feel like losing, bringing out the emotions in everyone, everyone from ownership down to players and now fans too. Like, I mean, no, like, I don't know, like. <laughs> It's going to be really funny once this thing ends and no one gets fired and everyone was like, so what was the point? Sure, yeah, so I guess, exactly. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. That literally what I was about to ask is, what is the outcome here? Like, because people are now going to be waiting for the results of the audit. Well, one result is already clear, which is Boone is running it back. Boone's back, baby. But that's because Judge yeah. wants him back. Okay. It's all because Judge wants him back. That's what yeah. I'm saying. It, it, the review is – there's no review. Do you think, Aaron Judge, judge. Do you think Aaron Judge is, con- is conducting the internal audit? He, yeah, the judge, like, dress up in, like, a mustache and glasses and, like, show up to the Yankees' offices with a clipboard, like the health inspector. 
He's like, I'm, I'm here for the audit. Yeah, maybe he, maybe he pretended he was Aaron Gordon. I don't know. <laughs> that's that's good. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, the, like, what, what comes out of this? Like, what does the end of this look like? Besides it, it, trying to fix the obvious, right? I guess the way, like we talked about too. I guess it's the way the the analytics group and the pro scouting department determines which players they're going to make a, a recommendation to Brian Cashman. Ultimately, those eggheads are going to have their their books cracked open and say, how do we end up with Joey Gallo and Josh Donaldson? And then, yeah, but we pass on some other guys. You know, so ultimately, I hope the, the process, and I've never been a big fan of the pro scouting department because I've always thought they found the wrong players and they do find the wrong players. I'm right in that. So I, I think that's that's a world that's probably pretty uncomfortable with the the audit coming. So here's my thing about this. Are we actually going to find out? Like, are they going to tell us? Like, it's really not in their best competitive interest to tell us how they're going to do things, right? I think it's less about what are they going to tell? Like, they're going to tell us something. Oh, yeah, they're just going to be like, yeah, we looked at it and we made some changes. All right, We're going to have different types of Zoom meetings. If that's what we think, then yeah. But I'm just the way Judge is talking makes me feel like Judge is just saying a lot. And no one yeah. really well, seems... Well, he's also saying things such as, like, maybe there are other numbers that other people value. It's like, what does that even mean? Yeah, but he's also saying that he doesn't even like his own general manager. So, like, clearly this guy doesn't really... There's no power checks on Judge. So, more so my point being, like... Judge has said all of this at the beginning. You would think he's also going to say something at the end. And my, if Judge is satisfied with how everything turned out, I'll actually be worried. I wouldn't mind if Judge were like, yeah, you know, they didn't do the things I wanted. I'd be like, great. Because your <laughs> job is to be good at baseball. Your, your job is not to be the general manager. That's my thing. But if Judge comes out and they're like, yeah, you know, I kind of gave my opinion. I think they worked it in there well. Like all that. Like if I if we get that, I'm like blaring. Do you think Judge, think Judge wanted Sean Casey back? Probably. Hundred percent. The players definitely Why? love Sean. Oh yeah, the of players course. Love Sean. Yeah, Casey. I mean, yeah, but like, like if you were gonna do that, you might as well have you know brought in Nick Swisher. Well, because we learned that Lawson that that Lawson was like an awful communicator. Yeah. But like they're still implementing his philosophy throughout the organization. Yeah, which was interesting. So, well, I think the takeaway there is that, and this is like a bigger conversation. But I, I think what Lawson, I think Lawson's ideas and like plans for creating a hitting approach are actually really good. Like I think his ideas are strong. I think okay. he was just really bad at implementing them. So he's a more front office than coach guy. Yeah, I think I don't think he was good at communicating the processes to the players, but he's really good at creating the processes. So maybe Casey can learn that, which anyone can do, and then just be the guy to convey it in a more positive way. That that's my takeaway from that. Um, right. But 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 why does it have to be him? If like all literally all the other guys stayed then why not you know promote a for, like a shelly duncan for example 
like someone below Shelly Duncan probably, but he's the only guy you can think of, you know, be the hitting coach. Well, because I, th- I, I think, I think it's, it's likely that the players are like, yeah, bring him back. Sure. They like, they liked how they liked how Sean Casey was communicating with the, yeah. those philosophies. The to offense the team. was worse. Like once he took over, the offense was worse because the yeah, players they liked sucked. him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the offense was worse. I mean, look at that lineup in September. It was a joke. A, um, yeah, but so, like, what did he do to justify coming back besides the players like him? But you also can't equate whether the Yankees were elite to end the season or the fact that they were bad. Like, you can't equate that to Sean Casey. Um. It's possible that Sean Casey really grasped the hitting concepts clearly and is really good at it might turn out that he's a really good communicator, can actually teach and can connect with players. And I think the Yankees have a lot of players on their team that have a tough time respecting like non players. Like their roster is filled with older guys. Like I don't like I think Giancarlo Stanton, Aaron Judge, DJ LeMayhew. Anthony Rizzo. These aren't like young bucks. They're probably guys that think they know it all and think they know it all because they've been in the bigs for a decade and are only really going to listen to a guy that was also a 300 hitter in the major leagues. So I think that plays a role here too. I think it's like a, a respect thing on top of the fact that that makes the players like him and that's why he's around. Yeah, John Carlos Stanton still thinks he's the guy that hit those 59 home runs in Miami, even though he hasn't been able to hit a fastball in two years, and T.J. LeMahieu's strikeout percentage is astronomical. So those are just – I'm curious if, like you guys were just talking about, like these philosophies and this mode of communication is obviously better geared toward a younger organization and not these guys that have been so ingrained in their, their philosophies for their duration of their careers – now that they're not open to change, you know, like they're like Josh Donaldson said, everybody knows who I am. So everybody knows who John Carlos Stanton is. And, you know, great. He can hit home. He can occasionally run into a home run, but he strikes out at an astronomical rate. And all he does is flail at every fastball down the middle. Yeah. So, I mean, I actually care less about the Casey thing. The the thing I care about with Casey is I, I do think it's a sign of this team just going down a path of least resistance when it comes to, like, getting smarter. And, and we actually should have probably seen that when they hired Sabian and Manaya last year. There's a lot, of, a lot of little things that kind of tell you, like, oh, maybe they are just a little confused right now. I think that's the the theme of this episode and the theme heading into the offseason. We're all just confused. Because on one hand, this team is analytically revolutionary and has the most resources of any team and the most money of any team to get a competitive advantage in the numbers game. But on the flip side, you have a bunch of people in the organization that think too much of reliance on that as a detriment. So it's how do you bridge that gap between two philosophies? Yeah, it's communication, which neither side is particularly good at. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's as, as Les mentioned earlier, I mean, we've spoken about the fragmentation of the New York Yankees. And it feels like it's a lot of different teams within a company that are really bad at communicating, which is, which is fine for some companies, but not fine for the 
you know, a baseball team getting wins. So there needs to be some improved sense of vision. Because right now, I look at the Yankees as not being aligned on the future. And for any team, that's a very concerning thing. A lot of cooks in the kitchen, as they say. And that's that's how they've they've set it up with with this fragmentation. When you don't have a clear delineation from baseball ops who should be running the whole baseball side of things, like Brian Cashman has to answer to Randy Levine and Lon Trost because he's not on that that level of those guys. Like most teams nowadays have a president of baseball operations, they have a general manager, and it just works from the top down. The Yankees have Brian Cashman out there doing what he does and kind of hoping for the best, and he gets to sort of organize this little baseball analytics. Not little, because the Yankees have a robust analytics department. But he gets to organize that and the pro scouting, and then you just – it. there's no alignment across the organization because it's so fragmented. Yeah. Bizarrely fragmented. It's really fragmented, and as a fan, I don't know how you guys feel. I like I don't feel excitement going into like obviously no one does, but like I'm my excitement is not because oh the team's gonna look the same or my lack thereof is not like oh the team's gonna look the same. It's like I, it's hard for me to root for an organization that feels like they don't even have a clear direction. Uh, so we'll see what happens. I mean, I, I like e- like there's no moves immediately that I think the Yankees can make to make themselves like much better going into next season. So I think what they really need to work on is the internal stuff. And you hope this audit. I I, I guess the point, the overarching point is I don't <laughs> want this. The the audit is not like I don't think the Yankees processes of how they're using numbers need to be audited. I think the Yankees communication lines need to be audited. They need to they need to figure out who is running the show and not have it be three different voices with differing opinions and different people controlling them. It's just too much going on and it needs to be centralized. And ultimately, I think that comes down to ownership. Yeah, you hit the nail on the head. It's the numbers don't need to be audited. Also. Frankly, like how different can the Yankees numbers be from any of the other successful organizations out there, right? Like at the end of the day, it's baseball. Like it's the same game everyone's playing. Like and everyone's working towards an optimized outcome. And eventually, as everyone gets closer to it, like your numbers are gonna be similar, right? So yeah, it's not the numbers, it's the way you communicate the numbers, it's the way you present the numbers, it's the way you make sure that the players are prepared to play. Like that's all communication as well. That's yeah. that preparation, right? I mean, yeah, it's uh, audit the operations, not the substance. Exactly. I think that's what we're getting at. They they, they need yeah. to have a kumbaya and just figure out how to properly communicate with each other. Isn't that just so? So crazy. basically, you're saying that everyone in the Yankees needs to go to therapy. That's. <laughs> Well, did we not say at the beginning the Yankees just need like the in-house therapist? Yes. Yeah. They need to hire a team of I'm occupational the- therapists. Like, forget like the fucking like audit team. Occupational <laughs> therapists. <laughs> they need they need just therapists everywhere. This is what it but sounds you know like. Funny about Couples that? therapy for it's everyone. Like, 
how do you get the how do you get the baseball psychologist or the 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 sports psychologist that they do have that's obviously a fan of baseball that gets in there and he looks at uh looks at DJ LeMayhew and just thinks stop fucking striking out I don't need <laughs> to shrink your head you just suck at this hey hey DJ finished the year very well he looked good so I'm going to sit or, here and defend no, I'm not going to shrink Labor Charles he had a good season John Carlos Stanton maybe loosen up that dumbass stance that you have because you're 30 something years old you can't catch up to anything that's not right over the middle of the plate let me be the sports psychologist I'll do do Pilates. It. i don't have a degree in psychology right exactly do pilates goat yoga whatever the fuck you need to do just figure it out well less really channeling your inner 98.7 you know i I really am. I felt as though I, I've got a lot to, I've got a lot of pent up aggression over how this team performed this year. And right now, uh, John Carlos Stanton is, he's heading toward Aaron Hicksville for me. Wow. Oh, wow. That's a, that, that's a yeah. short turn. That is a, that is a, a that, damning statement. It really is. It really is. And that, especially after the Bob Clappish story where he's like, I don't really have to do that much. Oh, really? Okay, buddy, because you hit under 200 this year. You might have to do something different next year. <laughs> well, we can save all the bashing of the players for a later date. Yes, we can. I think we've more or less covered what we wanted to in part one here on this audit. We've kind of set the stage for what the rest of this offseason's podcasts are going to be, which are just going to be a lot of... Uh, Fixing how the Yankees communicate with each other, or at the very least, questioning how the Yankees communicate with each other. That's kind of been the theme of the season. The Yankees are a corporation with a bunch of different departments that don't know how to interact. That's what they need to fix. Any, any, any other points that we might have left out here on the audit front? No, part... Part one about this this audit that's going to turn up absolutely nothing was uh, I think we hit hit everything. Yeah, I think I think we uh, we set our piece. This is almost you see this is our, the Yankees just need to start podcasting because this is the weekly therapy session to get it all out. If they really just sat down and spoke to each other in this type of forum, who knows what could happen? Right, there's nothing wrong with brainstorming. It's okay. Yeah, you just come to realizations like mid thought, and you're like, oh. That sounds good. I guess before we sign off, the Yankees aren't in the playoffs. Who are you rooting for? Phillies. Red October in Pennsylvania. As the the Philly guy. The Phillies are winning 3-0 in the fourth inning right now. So that's looking good for them. Toe, you rocking with the team? I'm leaning Marlins Mm. just because I like him and... Like, that's someone to root for, at least. Yes. But, like, exactly. Former Yankee. I don't know. How much am I going to watch is the real question. I'll force myself to watch. I'm rooting for the Brewers. I went to their stadium last year. I feel like I... Uh, I like Milwaukee. I've been there a couple times. It's a nice city. Underrated city. Um, you're gonna root for Josh their, Donaldson, their former president. Well, I was getting there less. Their former Sorry, president man. of baseball ops is a Columbia grammar and preparatory 
graduate. Yes, that is true. <laughs> who is now the president of baseball ops in the New York Mets. Uh, a graduate of my high school is David Stearns. So there's that. And they also employ my favorite player in baseball, in Josh Donaldson. So, yeah, that's my team. Go Brew. I think they're winning, losing. I think they're down 4-3, but they have the bases loaded, nobody out. Christian Yelich is so likable, too. And I do like it as well. Oh, topic to cover on the next one. How will this loss in postseason revenue affect the team moving forward? That's something Hal is very interested in. I'll tell you what it did. It increased the season ticket prices for next year. (laughs) (laughs) No comment. (laughs) Um, Which is fascinating. Uh, Yeah, we've got a lot of that to do this offseason. Just talk more about how awesome the Rangers are to their season ticket holders in comparison to the Yankees. Oh, yeah. Tell us about that. Yeah, it's insane. The Yankees treat us like we're absolute garbage. Um, and if you're listening to this and you work in the Yankees ticket sales office, I'm, I'm talking directly to you. You need to be a lot better. Fix it's it. very sad. Yeah, fix, fix it. it. Just fix it. They're like, why do you need to fix it? You keep buying it. It's like, yeah, we know. We're sick. We can't help ourselves. But fix if it. If I lived in the city, I'd be in the don't same make, as you guys. Don't make the only damn thing that I can get from your little portal that looks like it was built in Windows 97, some some concert in like Poughkeepsie, New York. <laughs> Poughkeepsie. I would that, rather that, that you can nothing. only that you can only purchase from an internet bar like in Poughkeepsie. Too. It is it is it is truly deplorable and it needs to be better. And I'm looking forward to be to it being hopefully better moving forward. But this is it, the off season of bashing on the Yankees. It should be a lot of fun. I'm excited. And I'm excited to get Matt on. Because I know he's got a lot to say. But uh, he's been been hard to wrangle these days. So yeah, that'll do it. Yeah, Matt was missed today. Matt was missed today. But that'll do it for part one of our own internal audit of the New York Yankees organization. Uh, Part two will be coming this time next week. Uh, if you're listening, please hit that bell, that notification bell, so you don't miss an episode. Give us a follow on whatever platform you're listening on. Leave us a five-star review. It helps with the reach of the episode. Tell your friends, tell your pets. Tell whoever about the NYY Takes podcast. You can give us a follow on X. I'm going to start calling it X now, because that's what it's called at Pinstripe Purse. We're almost to 1,000 followers on Twitter, which I just said Twitter. <laughs> that was great. Almost 2,000 followers on there, so trying to get 2,000 as soon as possible. We'll be there hopefully before the start of next season, which will be great. Uh, also follow us on TikTok at NYYTakesPod. We'll be posting our podcast clips and some other content on there this offseason. So with all of that and without further ado, go Yanks. <laughs>